Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio's Indie Focus, where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Today I'm here with ring announcer slash commentator, Mr. Dwight Deal. How you doing, D? I'm doing just fine. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Now, this episode's really special to me, because as much as I've enjoyed everyone else that I've interviewed, Dwight and I go way back, and we actually were friends when we were very, very young, and we reconnected in high school. So we've known each other for a long time. Yep, we sure have. Yeah, and we uh, we, we basically rebonded through our love of wrestling. Like, we watched wrestling in the early 2000s when it wasn't the best time to watch wrestling, but we had a blast. Oh, yeah, I grew up in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars, man. Yeah, me too. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of little bit of talking. We're going to learn more about you. But before we get started with the wrestling, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Dwight, and I have known Matt, like you said, uh, dang on, we've known each other for over 20-something years now. Yeah, that's it's crazy. That's insane, man. But uh, I live in uh, Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, considered to be the gym coordinator of our group. Take that however you want it. <laughs> so I know some people love him. Some people hate him. I love him. I think he's great, but two each is on. So, you know, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So let's uh, let's talk about how what what you what really got you into wrestling. So I know a lot of these answers, but I'm going to ask anyway for for the listeners. So did you watch a lot of wrestling growing up? Man, I can remember being three years old, sitting on my my papa's knee watching wrestling, and he's the reason why I got into it. And he was a WCW guy, and he, he just for some reason turned on WWF one day, and the first wrestler i remember seeing on my screen shockingly enough was not hulk hogan it was it was million dollar man ted dibiase it was the the music the laugh you you know million dollar man's interest music oh yeah and i heard the music and then i saw the screen and i was thinking wait a minute this is kind of what papa watches but this is a little bit different than you know wcw and it got me into it so i went and sat on his knee and watched it and and that's how I became a fan. And and like I said, he was the WCW guy. But when he saw that I was getting into wrestling and I liked WWF, he started watching more of that because of me. So, that's really cool. You know. So and what's funny is is as wrestling fans, you know, you know, we a lot of people that that don't understand wrestling, they laugh at us. They're like, how can you watch that mess? And uh, to this day, if someone says, why do you watch wrestling? And I tell them the reason why I watch it is because of my grandfather. And every time I watch it, I feel like he's watching it with me still. And they go, okay, I feel like a jerk now for, for, for asking that question. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still watch it because of him. Um, I don't watch WWE as much as, as, as you and Kyle and your wife does. I, I watch, uh, uh, of course, AEW. And uh, I've been I've been real big into Lucha Underground and New Japan Wrestling. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, some of the guys that are on WWE now, I remember watching from other promotions like uh, Ricochet. I like Ricochet, but I like them better as Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Right. You know? Yeah. So I remember I watched the very first episode of Lucha Underground, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he's so awesome. I think he main evented against John Morrison, if I remember right. 
Yes. And uh, I looked him up. I'm like, oh, Ricochet. I've heard of him. And this is before he was even in WWE. Yeah. He goes, it's really cool. And then to see him come to WWE and how good he did in NXT, we won't really talk about his main roster run, but yeah, he, he did a great job in NXT. Yeah. And, and matter of fact, my favorite match of his when he was in Lucha was when he faced uh, him and Rey Mysterio. And, well, just about anybody you put with Rey Mysterio is going to be a good match anyway. Right. But, but him and Prince Puma tore the house down. So I'm a fan of his, and I'm also a fan of, I've already told you this a couple times, uh, Pentagon Jr. from AEW. Um, yep. I'm a big fan of his, too. And his tag team work is exceptional. But I really hope I get to see him in a singles run before it's all said and done, because when he is in a singles run, if they do it like they did in Lucha, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be amazing. Yeah, him and Phoenix are awesome, but I'd love to see them do some single stuff too. So, growing up, who were who were some of your favorites growing up? Now, Matt, you already know the answer to this, but I, I'm, I know, I know, you, you're allowed to give me more than one if you want, though. <laughs> okay, I have a uh, top five. And, okay. Um, number five, I would probably say uh, Ricky Steamboat was okay. Ricky Steamboat, uh, number four, and this cause he was the first one I saw on television was. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three is my favorite wrestler from WCW of all time. And that's Arn Anderson. I'm a big Arn Anderson fan. I love Arn Anderson. My top two, and they're both equal about the same. Number two is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And yep. I'll tell you a story about him in just a minute if you want me to. Yeah, it'd be great. And number one, <laughs> and big shocker, Matt, is Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. So just so everyone knows, Dwight and I, and I think Kyle and maybe Micah. Micah was really young. I don't know if he went yes, or not. Micah was there. He, a matter yeah, of fact, okay. uh, he had a little Rey Mysterio mask on. I remember that. That's right. That's right. So we went to watch a, uh, I think it was a SmackDown live event. And if I remember right, you correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it Ozark, Alabama? It was is that where it was? It was in Dothan. It was in Dothan? Okay. Yes. So we went to Dothan, and when The Undertaker came out, Dwight yelled so loud that he literally lost his voice. It was gone. The whole, the whole, I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just can't. I yelled too much. Can't talk anymore. And I will never forget that. That's one of the funniest wrestling things I've ever seen. I still like, I, I still remember that to this day. Well, you know, we heard a rumor that he was going to be there, but we were like, there, you know, this is a live event. He probably won't show up, you know. Right. And... Booker T was in there running his mouth, and uh, that bell went off. And when that bell went off, the crowd just erupted, you know. Yeah. And, and I was right along there with it. But uh, back to Stone Cold, the reason why I'm a fan of Stone Cold was, remember I told you my grandfather was a WCW guy. Yeah. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin started making doing his thing after the, uh, the King of the Ring tournament, and – my grandfather started liking Stone Cold just like I did, and uh, he's and my grandfather me was watching Monday Night Raw one night, and he said, you know, Stone Cold, I've seen him wrestle somewhere else. I said, really? He goes, yeah, he was in WCW, and uh, and you know, I was like, no, really? And he goes, yeah, he was in the tag team with Brian Pillman, and yeah, that's right, um, Stunning Steve. Yep, and uh, so Stone Cold, Stone Cold was that one wrestler me and him both liked, and. For Christmas one year, I got him a Stone Cold hat. Me and him both got the same kind of hat. And from the time I got him that hat to the time he died, he wore that hat. That was the only one he wore. As a matter of fact, when we buried him, 
I put that hat in in his coffin. He was buried with that hat. So that's awesome, man. You know, Stone Cold's got a Stone Cold sentimental to me, and uh, uh, Arn Anderson. He's he's the WCW guy a lot because he was a heel, but I loved him. You know, right. And but Undertaker is by far, by far my my favorite one. Uh, I'm still mad that the streak got broke. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too, especially the way it was done. But we don't need to get into that, man. We'll talk about it for an hour. That's fine. So, <laughs> what about uh, what about some of your favorites right now? Like who who are you really enjoying watching? Okay, um, AEW right now. I'm I'm really liking. Like I said already, Pentagon. I like Pentagon. Um, and I know he's uh, an executive of the company, but that's Cody, man. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, I've always been a big fan of his, um, even when he was in WWE, because he's one of those wrestlers. He has this, he, he does the same thing his dad does. You can give him a crappy gimmick, and he could turn it into an overnight success. Yeah, you know? he was good at everything. Like, you look at uh, uh, Dusty, you you know, Vince gave him the polka dot outfit, man. He ran with that. And yeah. And Cody, they gave him so much crap and he ran with it. And yeah. now to be able to see him in a main event status, I'm just, I'm really happy about that. But those two I like, and I'm a big, I'm a big Kevin Owens fan, but I've been a Kevin Owens fan since he was Kevin Steen. Okay. Right. So I'm a big fan of his and, and I love Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is 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 amazing. And the reason why I say Kevin Owens is Samoa Joe is Matt. You know this. I'm a big guy. Okay. Right. These two guys are like me. They're built like me. They're not built like Hulk Hogan. You know. Right. And for them to move in the ring like they do, it their size is just amazing to me. So yeah. And and I tell you another one I like. I don't care for his for for the gimmick. That's Bray Wyatt. I don't. Right. I don't get the, the fiend. I get it, but I don't like it. I mean, I know. Okay. That's going to make me unpopular. I get it. But, I love it, man. <laughs> but I, 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 okay. I like it. I don't. I don't like the way they're doing it. They're they're kind of making right. him just job to Goldberg and and whatever. I wish got. I know no no offense to Goldberg, but it, I just wish they would stop letting him job and letting him get pushed over. And you know, I just they could do so much more with him. They really can. Yeah. Yeah. So, agreed. One hundred percent. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I mean, and I got one more, and 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 she's probably you're probably going to say, "Oh, it's because her daddy's a wrestler." I'm a big fan of Charlotte. I really, she's amazing, man. I, really I love am. her too. So, you know, yeah, she's really talented. She got those. She got the good flared jeans, man. Yeah, and oh, and I forgot to mention there was another wrestler I like, and you're gonna laugh at this because I met him, and that's Edge. I don't know well, yeah, you, man, Edge is great. Well, I don't know if you remember, we both worked at Circus City. He was in the store that day, and I got my picture taken with him. I don't that's know. That's right. <laughs> so, I wonder if that's the same day Seamus came in. I can't remember. Well, he came in. Val Venus came in. Uh, Christopher Master Christopher Masters came in, and um, I don't know if the other guy, the one you're talking about, came in. I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure. I think this is before him. So, I can't remember. I know but, I saw uh, Seamus at Circuit City or Best Buy or something. I just can't remember when it was. Well, it was funny because I was working in the CD section, and I saw Edge over there, but I didn't, like, freak out or whatever. So yeah. I went over there to help him, and he was looking for a CD. And when we got through, when I got through rigging him up, and I looked at him, I said, Sir, I'm a big wrestling fan. I didn't want to freak out and make you nervous. Is it okay if I get a picture taken with you? And he was so cool and so gracious. And what's even funnier when when I when I met him, this was around the time with the the situation with him, Matt Hardy and Lita was going on. 
Oh, no. Yes. So this this was going on all at the same time. And, you know, and on TV, they were painting Edge to be a jerk. Well, I'm going to tell you something. He wasn't a jerk to me. So, you know, he's always been a big, big fan of, uh, I've always been a big fan of his. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. So obviously you've been a wrestling fan basically your entire life. Yeah. And I know your grandfather had a huge influence in that. Yeah. Is that the reason you really wanted to join the wrestling industry and become an announcer and commentator, or or was there another reason? Well, that, that had something to do with it. And, and I'll tell you another uh, – the, the reason <laughs> how I got into it is actually funny. Um, you remember that show me and you and Kyle went to at the Farm Center years ago? It's kind of a it was it was a bad experience for for y'all and for me too, but it was a good experience. We went to a show at the farm center. They had Rick Steiner. Oh, and Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell and the reason and NWO Sting. Oh, I was so mad it wasn't no, the no, real no, Sting. No, no, let me cut. Let, hold on now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the the promotion that was running that was SPW, which was Southern Pro Wrestling. Uh-huh. And I remember we were all going, you were so excited, okay? Yep. Because, you know, it's Sting. And, yep, and, my favorite. And, and SPW, they, what they did was, they, they, it was their fault, but it, it was misleading, but not misleading. On the flyer that they sent out, they had the words NWO Sting on there, okay? Uh-huh. What the picture was Sting. It was not- 100%. Steve Borden. Yep. Sting. And so that was kind of false advertisement on their part. Yeah, and we went, and it was a packed show. There was over two thousand people at the farm center. Yeah, and I won't forget it because when every we was reading the flyer, we was reading the flyer, and I looked at you and I said, "Matt, this says NWO Sting." <laughs> You're like, "No way! This, this can't be the fake Sting." <laughs> and not even two minutes later, the fake Sting walks out. Yeah, and I think you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think half the crowd left after that happened. Yeah. Half yeah. the crowd, but but the cool thing was was Marty Jannetty was there too, and I got my picture taken with Marty Jannetty. Um, yep, um, that was pretty cool. But anyway, that the promotion that was running that is the promotion I worked with. Okay, and, that's cool. And I didn't talk to nobody at that show. I went to to a couple more shows that day. I mean, to a couple more shows uh, a couple months later. And okay. When I went to the, my after that show, I went to my second show, and. And in uh, in the, the worker the wrestlers were really good the workers were really good, and um, I finally waited till after the second show I went to I I asked one of the the people that was working the farm center I asked them could I meet the owner the slash promoter because I'm interested in training and learning to be a wrestler so when I first started doing it I was going to be a wrestler I was going to train okay and and I trained and I and I and I got to meet the promoter. And I actually trained for about two or three months, man. I really did. And I, and I learned the basics. I learned how to fall. I learned how to take a punch, learned how to run the ropes. And I was getting really good at it. But I just, I started thinking about it and I started thinking about it some more. And, and I was not getting hurt, but I was getting some bruises, bumps and bruises. And it was brutal. And I was like, you know, I want to be in the wrestling business, but I don't think I need to be in the ring. Yeah. And at the time that this was going on, their ring announcer quit on them. They didn't have a ring announcer. And okay. and I and I talked to the owner one day and I said, Listen, I want to work for y'all. I want to work in this business, but in the ring is not where it's going to cut it for me. Is there something else I can do? And they said, Well, we have refs, we have security, we have people to do all this, but we do not have a ring announcer. Have you had any ring announcing experience whatsoever? I said, I have not. I said, but I can always try. 
And yeah. they said, well, we have a PA hooked up. Do you want to give it a go and see what we think? And I gave it a go, and the rest is history. Uh, apparently, they liked me, and I became their ring announcer. So That's know. really cool, man. <laughs> so... Um, and it, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I was, uh, shoot, I'm ringing out for that company for probably about five, about five or six years. And it was a lot of fun. It really was. So that's really awesome. So did, did they actually train you to ring announce or did they just kind of throw you to the wolves and then you just kind of did what you needed to do? <laughs> well, when I, when I showed them what I could do, they, the next show, they threw me to the wolves. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so it was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things that I was doing right, and a lot of things that I was that I was needing to correct myself on. Yeah, but it it, it was a lot of fun, and um, and I got to learn a lot of things behind the scenes that you wouldn't learn by just watching it on television. Yeah, you know that's cool. So so let's talk about that first day. So they you show up, you know these guys already, right? So you're part of the locker room. Yeah, and they say, "Cool, you're ring announcing. Here's the card." Like, did they tell you how they wanted to be announced? Did you have to go to each person to, to see how it was done? Like, what they wanted you to announce for them? Or how did that work? And how were your nerves when you walked out in front of people? Well, first and foremost, my nerves were, 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 they were, they were I was nervous, but I was okay. Because I've done, I've been in front of people before with, right. you know, I've sang at church and I've preached a couple of times at church. So being yeah. in front of people wasn't too bad. But um, I had to, they gave me the card, and what I would have to do was I would have to go to each wrestler and ask for their weight and where they were from, okay? Okay. And I would do that, and then also I would do something else that I learned from Jim Ross. Uh, at one time, I don't know if he still does this or not, but at one time Jim Ross did not want to know what who the winner of the match was going to be. He, did, he didn't want to know okay. the finish. The reason why I did that and I'm sure Jim Ross was the same is the same way because I wanted to be shocked and surprised just like everybody else. That just okay. added a little a little bit of extra flair to our show. You know what I mean? That way I could yeah. be surprised right there with with the uh, with the crowd. And uh, my first show, I actually my first show, uh, I wore uh, I didn't know what to wear, so I just got a cheap suit and I wore a suit to the show and. They said that shirt don't look good. They gave me a uh, SPW T-shirt to put on underneath my jacket, so I had to wear. Really? It. Yeah, I had to wear it for uh, for uh, advertisement purposes. What <laughs> you know? So, but that first show was in Defeniac Springs, Florida, at the Walton, oh wow, at the Walton County Fairgrounds, and uh, I st- I remember everything. I don't remember a lot of shows I've done, but I remember that first show I did. And wow. um, I would tell you this: so the locker room, the guys in the locker room, they were real. Like like you already said, I already knew them for a few months. They were really cool, really awesome. So so the camaraderie, camaraderie with the with the relationship with the guys in the locker room was a okay. That was perfect, you know. So okay. But uh, that first show, we did seven matches, and we would do an intermission in between. And uh, the, the the only problem that I had with it. And I and I told the the promoter this real quick, like was the the the, the sound system was 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 not professional. Okay. And I told her, I said, if if you want me to sound good, you want me to do this right. I if you want me to sound good, the sound system needs to be good. You need to invest yeah. money in the sound system. And so slowly but surely, they would do that. And by the by by my third show, the sound system was on par. Uh, That's great. There was only one other time where the sound system sounded like crap, and I don't know if you remember this or not, Matt, 
but we had a show at Napier Field, and you was there, and our sound system... It was outside, right? It was outside. Our, yep. our PA guy did not show up, and our sound system did not show up. So we had to bootleg a cheap stereo system with cheap speakers. My microphone kept cutting in and out. I ended up screaming, like yelling out the names and everything for the whole night. That's something yep. I will never forget. Oh my god, I one hundred percent remember that day. Oh man, I, I was embarrassed, and and, and I, re- <laughs> I I really was. But but everybody told me they said, you know what, Dwight, you you had a lot of problems or not, but it wasn't your fault. You stuck your guns and you worked your tail off. So there there was no shame in my there was no shame in my work ethic because I showed up yeah. to work and I did my job. It was just the gotcha. the sound system wasn't up to par. So that happens though. Things happen, especially at any shows. I think people understand. Yeah, most definitely. So most definitely not a problem. So let's talk about your gimmick real quick, because I remember, <laughs> and I don't know how long you've used this, but I seem to remember the man in black. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Tell me about that, man. Listen, when, when I started ring announcing, I didn't think I needed a character or a gimmick. I was just a ring announcer. Right. Well, I started doing our shows and the crowd started to like me. And yeah, before the start, of the sh- when the show started, I would just walk out there and start talking. Well, one show we was we was at the Farm Center in Dothan. We did the Farm Center a lot. We did the Farm Center in Dothan. And we did Phoenix a lot. Um, we was in Dothan, and one of the wrestlers said, "The why the, the the crowd really likes you." And I said, "Yeah, I know." And and he and, and it just so happened I was wearing an all black suit. This okay. Th- this suit I bought it. I saved up money and I bought a better looking suit and the owner liked it approved and it was all black. And he goes, look at you looking like man in black. And I said, yeah, I know. I know. He goes, no, it looks really good <laughs> on you. And uh, he goes, you know, you need some interest music when you walk out there. I said, shut up. And he looked at me, he goes, you know, you're wearing black. You know, hold on. He went to the sound system guy and he said, Hey, you got that, uh, ACDC back in black. He goes, yeah. He says, Dwight, you need to walk out to that. <laughs> and I said, that's awesome i said no way he goes matter of fact and the wrestler was behind the curtain he said give me that microphone he took the microphone from my hand and he told the sound system guy he says listen hit back in black and he, he turned the music on blared it up and the the, the wrestler in the curtain says Every, he goes ladies and gentlemen welcome to uh Dothan, Alabama, now the voice of SPW man in black and then I walked out there and but when he when I walked out there, the crowd blew up because they loved me. That's cool, man. So that's great. That it just I was just it just so happened I was wearing black that night, all black, and that stuck with me. So I was man in black for the rest of my time with the promotion. So that's really cool, dude. Yeah, that's really awesome. <laughs> I never I never knew that origin story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it's happened. That's how it happened. So yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some more memories because I know you told me you have a lot of stories. So. As far as stories from when you were working with SPW, when you were announcing, do you have any cool stories to share? I have a couple, actually. Um, All right, let's do it. The first one the first one was with our friend Matt Vinson, okay? Yeah, good guy. He wanted to he wanted to work with SPW, but he was a wrestler, and he's already he was already trained. As a matter of fact, he was trained by our good friend William Taylor. I don't know if you remember William or not, because William used to wrestle. Uh, William. Isn't William the guy that used to watch pay-per-views with us at Matt's house? Yes, he lived right next yeah, door to Yeah, good William. guy. I haven't I haven't talked to him in years. I, really nice guy, I, though. I still talk to him. He's he's awesome. Uh, 
take his shirt off the back, take his shirt off his back for you, and he is strong as an ox too, man. Anyway, is he still wrestling? No, he has not wrestled in years, man. He, gotcha. Uh, this ain't funny, but he took one too many chair shots to the head, so he had uh, he had. And you're done. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, uh, well, Matt wanted to get into it, and he wanted to get into SPW, and I told him just to show up for a show one night. I said, don't even worry about paying. I'll I'll tell the people at the at the door just to let you in. You're uh, going to be a, a guest of mine tonight. So Matt showed up, and uh, I let him sit. I actually let him sit back at the announce table with me. And when the show was over, um, he says, man, I really want to wrestle for this company. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, let me talk to the owner. And um, I went to talk to the owner, and I was talking to her. She looked up at the at the ring, and I said, "What it?" She goes, "Who's that in the ring?" I said, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "There's a guy running the ropes," and I looked. I turn around. Matt done jumped in the ring <laughs> without asking permission. <laughs> and well, I'll get to that in just a second. And okay. and he's and he's running the ropes, and I said, "Ma'am, I, I I told I told the owner I'm not going to mention any names. I told the owner I said, um, I'm so sorry. That's a friend of mine. He was wanting to work for you, and, and he just jumped in the ring. She she goes." No, he is doing fantastic. Yeah, she could tell he was trained, and uh, but anyway, the, the reason why he jumped in the ring, why why I didn't know about it, was why I was walking to the owner. <laughs> the owner's dad was standing by the ring, and my and Matt asked and asked him, says, "Hey, can I jump in the ring? Can I run the ropes?" And her dad looked at him because he used the right terminology as saying running the ropes. That's what you. That's the word you use in the business. Right. And he said, sure, go ahead. So Matt just jumped in there, and he's running the ropes, and uh, he's <laughs> taking bumps, and he's doing flips, and this, that, and the other. And uh, so by the next show, he had his first match. And That's awesome. The rest of the time he worked there, I'm going to tell you something. He is one of the best workers I've seen in person as far as indies is concerned, and he is he is one of the best heels I've ever seen in person. He is a really, really good heel. He really That's is. That's awesome. But he's a jerk anyway. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we stay out of love, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, matter of fact, I, I, even though I was a ring announcer, I'm 2-0 and in wrestling. I did have two uh, two wrestling matches, and I'm 2-0. and I don't know if you remember did that. You? Well, you went to my fir- you, you was at my first match ever. I don't know if you remember that or not. Gosh, I don't. Man, how long ago was that? Oh, God. Uh, 05, 06, maybe. Uh, oh, my gosh. Right after I graduated high school then. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, it was you and I think Kyle was with you, too, and a friend of you and Kyle's. I can't remember what his name was, but I, <laughs> I had a match. It was a tag team match. It was me and another guy versus Matt, which Matt's name, his gimmick name was Brian Grace. Uh, it was, okay, I do remember that. Okay, it was me and a friend of. It was a me and another and another face, uh, wrestling against Matt and a uh, another heel wrestler in a tag team match. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to do too much. Uh, what I, <laughs> the way they used me was basically. Um, you remember the Rock and Roll Express? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember their names, but the blonde headed uh, guy in the ta- in that tag team. Right. He was known for getting his tail kicked a lot, and he's one of those wrestlers. You like him so much, the more he gets his tail kicked, the madder and more excited the fans get. Right. That's the way they used me in the in that match. 
That's awesome. <laughs> so, so you just got your butt kicked. That's great. Yeah. So in that, uh, but uh, yeah, I've had two matches, and both of them were with were with Matt. Matt was involved, and and the reason why I had him is because our owner said, you know, our owner told me because you know we need to do something creative with you. She goes, I know you've been trained. I know, like, I know you can have a match, and I was good, and I was I was decent enough. I could have a decent match. Right. Um, she said, would you be comfortable doing a, like a tag team match? You don't have to do so much. And I said, well, the only way I will do it, the only way I will do it is if I get to work with Matt because I, okay. I, I'm comfortable with Matt and that, that's who I want to work with. So that's what happened. And me and him ended up having two matches, ran two programs. And what was really cool is the other guy that was in the, my tag team partner, he went by the name of Chuck Thunder. Well, okay. after those two matches – Chuck and Matt ended up having a feud for like three or four months. So it it, oh, wow. it built them up. It built them up uh, to where they could have a feud, a feud, and it turned out really good for both of them because those two can work really well in the ring together. So that's great, you know. But that's really cool. Yeah. So if you you can announce any match in wrestling history, any of them, which one would you choose to do, and why? think i know i said that's a loaded question any matches happened in the past correct correct okay SummerSlam 1998 okay the main event was the wwf i don't care if the wwe gets mad wwf championship uh-huh it was undertaker versus stone cold steve austin okay that makes sense the reason why is because taker is my favorite and so is stone cold because yeah. of Stone Cold, that was also my grandfather's favorite WWF wrestler as well. So that'd be really cool. That that's that that would be the one match I would like to call. That that was a good pay per view. It was that was the main event, and then also in that on that card, it was a ladder match for the IC title between uh, Rock and Triple H. Um, if you ever get a chance, you need to watch that ladder match. That ladder match was amazing. But but yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. But uh, yeah, that main event of SummerSlam '98 between uh, Taker and Stone Cold would be the match I would want to call. So that's cool. You know, but that's really cool. <laughs> I can't believe I can still remember that. <laughs> Man, I don't think I ever saw that pay per view. I don't think I, I wasn't really watching WWF then. Well, you know, what's funny is is you 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 was you was always a WCW guy, right? And I was a WWF guy, but I mean I'm. I'm a wrestling fan in general, so I would watch right. both, but I was a WWF guy, and I have seen so many WWF pay-per-views. Um, I hate to admit it, but this past WrestleMania, that's the first one I've missed. I have watched every single one of them from WrestleMania 12 all the way up until this past. This this is the first one since 12 I have missed. Wow. Uh, yeah, I have watched that many WrestleManias. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> So. Even when I'm not real big into wrestling, I try to always watch the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. But that's the same. You way. know, there have yeah, there've been years where I haven't. Yeah, that, that, but like I said, I have not missed the Mania since this past one, and uh, you know that's a that's a that's a lot of WrestleMania. That's a lot of wrestling. So yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So you haven't you haven't done this in what. You said nine or ten years. It's been a while since you've actually done any announcing. Man, I haven't done any ring announcing. The last time I ring announced. Let me think. Was around 2013, maybe. Okay. The 2013, and 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 the reason the reason why I did it is kind of I I left. I, that was the last time I worked for a promotion. I'm not going to mention any names, mention any promotion names. Yeah. Um, the reason why I haven't worked anywhere else, and for that for this particular promotion was 
we were doing a benefit for kids with cancer. Each show yeah. would be dedicated to one particular child for cancer. And what we were supposed to do was all the proceeds that we made were supposed to go to this kid and their families. Because, you know, anytime a kid's got cancer, you know, that's going to be, a, you know, medical bills. I mean, you yeah. name it. It's, incre- it's crazy. Right. Well, I was all for it. And they told me, listen, you're not going to get paid for the for these shows because the money's going to these kids. I was like, that's fine. That, right. That's and especially because the shows were in Dothan at the farm center. I live yeah. I live ten minutes from Dothan, so I mean it wasn't going to be it wasn't that much of a drive for me. So yeah, I I did the, the last show I did for them. Um, I did the show, and then about a week later, that promotion got shut down. Oh wow! I found out the reason why the promotion got the promotion got shut down was. The pro, all the proceeds that were supposed to go to this child and their families, they wasn't getting maybe not even ten percent of the proceeds. Are you kidding me? So, oh my gosh, they would get maybe ten percent. The rest of it, the owner would pocket. And that's insane. And they got in trouble and they shut down. Well, good. They, um, they deserve to be shut down. And, that's awful. Um. I have been in the talks with a, with a with an old wrestler wrestling buddy of mine that used to work for SPW. Uh-huh. Uh, he works for another promotion, and he's really trying to get me to meet the owner of this new promotion he works with. And I was going to int- I was going to meet him until all this COVID nineteen stuff, yeah, you know, happened. So once I meet him, once this is over with, uh, I might get back into it. I might not. And I will tell you this: when I was when I was ring announcing. Also got to do other things too with SPW. I started to be involved in some of the creative side, and cool. And I, I really enjoyed that. Like I had one idea. Uh, if you don't mind me sharing this, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, we we had one show. Uh, I think it was Panama City. We used to run Definiac, Geneva, Panama City, Dothan. Anyway, we was in Panama City, and <laughs> this is funny, but it's not funny. We had a referee that did not show up. Okay. We did not have a ref at all for that night, okay? Okay. Our show was starting at 7. This was at 6.45. We didn't have a ref. We're like, crap, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I told the owner, and a light bulb went off my head. I said, hey, I got an idea. She goes, okay, what's your idea? I said, why don't we make tonight a special night where every match is a special guest referee? And okay. I got the referee the first match. And so That's cool. The whole card we had a special referee for each match. Some of the matches we had a face referee and then some of the matches we had a heel referee. So yeah. that worked out real well. And um from that point on they let me do some of the creative with them. They would come up to me and say, hey, Dwight, what do you think about this? What should we do? And when I would help them on creative the main thing I always want to remember was what do the fans want? Cause that's what it's about. Right. You know, uh, that's one thing I don't like, like about, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but that's one thing I don't like about WWE right now is what does Vince want? It shouldn't be about this. It should be about the Correct. fans. But anyway, yep. that's the one thing I always thought about. What did the fans want? What do they, what are they going to get out of it? Cause I always wanted to take the wrestlers equate, you know, our feelings out of it because it's the fans that spend their hard earned money to watch you, perform so we better give them their money's worth yeah so, but this new promotion that, that i'm thinking about possibly joining if i do join ring announcing is something i would still probably want to do but i kind of want to do other things like i would love to be a manager 
And then yeah. also, um, I would like to work, uh, well, they named it the gorilla position, you know, where okay. the guys are standing back there when it's, you know, to make sure when the wrestler, you know, when it's time for the wrestlers to go out, I want to be the guy back there to tell them when it's time to go out, when it's time to come back, you know? So if I got back into it, I would want to be more behind the scenes maybe, but I was still ring announce that, that, that I won't ever, never say I won't, I don't want to ring announce anymore. Cause that, yeah. that's what, that's what got me my start, you know? And, yeah. and I would still be interested in doing it, but, uh, um, but we'll see what happens, man. Like I said, once this COVID-19 stuff, uh, is done, maybe, maybe I join. And if I do, I'll be m- most definitely, I will give you a shout and, uh, let you know about that, you know? Yeah. So that'd be awesome. You know, that'd be super cool. Well, my final question was, have you thought about getting back into it? But you just answered that. So would you like to close out with any other cool stories? Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, I, I don't think you know this one, if you don't mind me okay. telling you. Okay. Let's do it. I was, we got time. Remember, I was a face, okay? Yes. I did turn heel. Really? As a ring announcer? Yes. Okay, tell me about that. Okay. I was riding to Defeniac with uh, Matt and uh, a couple other wrestlers, because we would carpool, and I felt like my, my character was getting stale, okay? Okay. And I told Matt, I said, you know, I wonder if I should turn heel. Matt's like, nah, you don't need to turn heel, man. The, the crowd loves you. I said, I know, but I'm just not feeling it. And I'm one of those guys. If I'm not feeling it, the, feeling it, the crowd's going to start not feeling it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty common. I, I agree with you there. And and he and and he goes, nah, you'll be all right. So I didn't say anything else to him. Well, we get to we get to our show, and I and I told the owner, I said, uh, I said. Uh, would it be okay if I turned heel tonight? And she looked at me and her eyes got big as golf balls. She goes, are you serious? I said, yeah, I think I want to turn heel. She goes, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I kind of felt like you needed to change it up a little bit. <laughs> well, that's perfect. <laughs> and uh, so um, the way I turned heel, if you want to hear this. Yeah, man, let's do it. Okay. The way I turned heel was we had another, uh, we had a, I had a co-ring announcer. Um, his, his real name, you will laugh. His real name is Matt. I have three friends that are Matt. It's crazy. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, his, his, his ring announcer name was Johnny All-Star. Um, okay. matter of fact, me and him are still best buds. I talk to him just about every day. He lives in Panama City. Anyway. Cool. Well, his ring, his ring announcer name was Johnny All-Star and his gimmick was he was dressed up like a baseball player. He would come out there with a baseball bat and, you know, do his thing, which is really cool. And, we would uh, start the show with both of us in the ring and we would be talking. We would get the crowd going. Well, at the very beginning of the show, I, I, me and him talked about what we were going to do. Okay. Well, so we, at the beginning of the show, we're doing our thing. And we also would throw out free t-shirts to the crowd. Well, he just so happened to, to I told him, I pointed, I said, Hey, why don't you go throw your shirt to that in, in that direction? Well, when he went to do that, his back was turned to me. Uh, yeah. He just so happened to put his bat down. Dude, I picked the bat up, and as soon as he turned around, I pulled a Triple H. You know how he would take the sledgehammer and punch him in the gut with it? Yeah. I did that with the baseball bat. Dude, the crowd, you could have heard a pin drop for what I did. It was amazing. And That's the awesome. Because you were a face for a long time. I was a face for a very long time. And I turned on, the crowd turned on me. I got so much heat. 
I had to go back to the back. I didn't go back out for the rest of the night. That's how much <laughs> heat I got. And the, the 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 owner loved it. Even Matt said, dude, I thought you was wrong for doing it, but that was awesome. So That's awesome. <laughs> That's super cool, man. Sorry. That's really cool. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out and chatting with me today, and I've I've enjoyed talking to you. It's, we haven't talked in probably what once in this past year so it's been way too long yeah it's been way too long man i'm sorry just been busy with life you know how it goes man married yeah. and got a got a daughter that's gonna be 12 so she'll be a teenager within another year so god i'm not ready for that good oh. luck yeah good luck with that <laughs> i think i'd rather take a chair shot to the back than have a uh-huh uh-huh well listen you will we'll make sure you get on a review show too pretty soon now that we uh now that we have your microphone issue fixed so, uh, behind a uh, behind the scenes thing is uh dwight was supposed to be on a on a review show with us like three months ago and we could never get anything working and we were it took us almost two hours to get this this uh this setup, so it took us longer to get it set up than the actual episode. Yes, yes, but it, <laughs> but we're done. We're set up, and now I know what I got to do when I come over and and get this working. So, and we have it, so we're good. We're yes. good to go. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening to us, listening to Dwight tell his really cool stories. Some of them I didn't even know, and we've been friends since we were like three and five years old. Something so. Like that. Yeah, that's really cool. And once again, Dwight, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you doing this, and not, I had an absolute blast. Not a problem. I'll be happy to do it anytime, man. Yeah. Do you have any social media that you want to plug? I know you're not doing anything right now. Uh, no, not right now. Um, but if I get back into in into the wrestling business, um, I'll be more than happy to share that information. But as of right now, yeah. no, nah, I'm good, bud. We'll be happy to do that. What we can plug is you can find us on Instagram and and Facebook at Russell Life Radio and on Twitter at Russell Life Pod. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Russell Life Matt. Remember to hashtag support indie wrestling. You know, it is it's now May and there are still people that, you know, can't get out and work because everything is basically shut down. So go to Pro Wrestling Tees, go to Booten Hill, go somewhere. Purchase their merchandise, wear their merchandise, take pictures, and do a hashtag support indie wrestling, and make sure that you uh, show your support for whoever you purchased. And uh, yeah, that, that's the whole point of this, is to, to help independent wrestlers, so uh, make sure to go out and buy their merch. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Indie Focus 4, Wrestle Life Radio, with Mr. Dwight Deal. I am Wrestle Life Matson. Thank you so much, and have an absolutely wonderful day.